Welcome to a weekly review of LGBT news from Keen News Service. I'm Lisa Keen. It was a big news week, and nearly all of that news was related to Don't Ask, Don't Tell, the military law that bars gays from the service. But it was also a weird news week, with one group of Republicans standing in the way of gays serving in the military, while another group raised $1.2 million to fight for gays being able to marry. High noon came at 2.30 in the afternoon on Tuesday. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid called for a showdown against a Republican-led filibuster of the annual bill to determine how the Department of Defense should spend its money. Inside that bill was language to enable the Obama administration to move forward with a plan to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. But Republicans, led by an increasingly agitated John McCain, were against that plan. Well, actually, that's where the weird begins. John McCain, during his campaign for president in 2008, said he would support repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell if that's what military leaders told him they wanted. Military leaders did just that. Well, at least the top two military leaders did in February, but McCain changed his tune. He said he wanted to hear from the military rank and file first. When Democrats changed the language in the repeal measure to accommodate that by putting repeal off until the Pentagon submits its report on how to repeal the law without disturbing morale, McCain balked again. But this time, he said he neither supports nor opposes repeal. He just didn't think Congress should vote on anything until that report is handed in. Well, that report isn't due until December 1, which is after midterm elections, and Republicans think they have a better chance of defeating the Don't Ask, Don't Tell repeal if they wait until after midterm elections. Harry Reid thinks Democrats have a better chance of passing repeal if they voted before midterm elections, and he forced the vote for 2.30, Tuesday, September 21. Reid needed all 59 Democrats to stand solid and vote to break the filibuster. Plus, he needed at least one Republican to cross party lines to give him the necessary 60 votes. Gays identified seven moderate Republicans they thought might do so, and they lobbied them heavily. But in the end, not one Republican crossed the line. The filibuster continues and Reed now says he won't try to reconsider that vote until after the midterms. There was a lot of finger-pointing in the aftermath. Democrats said Republicans were playing politics, and Republicans said Democrats were playing politics. And LGBT people were blaming everybody. Some blame Reed for refusing to negotiate with Republicans to end the filibuster. Some blame John McCain for leading the filibuster. Some blame President Obama for failing to act as a fierce advocate for repeal. Some even expressed anger at LGBT lobbyists for allowing the Don't Ask, Don't Tell repeal issue to take priority over every other piece of gay-related legislation this year, including the Employment Non-Discrimination Act in Congress. One thing everyone agreed on, however, was that Tuesday's failure to break the defense spending filibuster was a painful and frustrating blow for LGBT activists. Prospects for repeal now are anybody's guess and largely dependent on what happens to the current incumbents in the House and Senate in the midterm elections. Current predictions suggest the Senate may stay Democratic, but the House will go Republican. There is little likelihood that the pro-repeal hand will not be strengthened by midterm elections. But repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell is not solely in the hands of Congress. There is a Constitution, and there are courts obliged to determine if laws run afoul of that Constitution. And for the second time this month, a federal court has ruled that Don't Ask, Don't Tell runs afoul of the U.S. Constitution. The latest ruling came from a U.S. District Court judge in Tacoma, Washington, 
who ruled the military's discharge of an Air Force Reserve nurse under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, violated her constitutional right to due process. Judge Ronald Layton said the disparate treatment Don't Ask, Don't Tell inflicts upon gay service members causes harm to military unit cohesion and morale. And he said the possibility that some service members may not like serving alongside gay comrades is offset by the known negative impact of Don't Ask, Don't Tell upon the military, the loss of highly skilled and trained military personnel. The case was Witt v. U.S., a lawsuit brought by the ACLU on behalf of Margaret Witt in Tacoma, Washington. Witt was discharged after the husband of a woman with whom she was having a relationship emailed Air Force officials to inform them of the relationship. Now back to the weird. Two days after President Obama expressed his disappointment that Democrats were not able to move past the filibuster on Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and one day before this latest judge's ruling, the Obama Department of Justice filed a post-decision brief in the other federal judge's case. That was, oddly enough, the lawsuit brought by log cabin Republicans against the Don't Ask, Don't Tell law. Judge Virginia Phillips, in that case in California, had ruled earlier in the month that Don't Ask, Don't Tell violated the constitutional rights of log cabin members in the military. Log cabin attorneys urged the judge to issue an injunction against enforcement of the ban against any service members, regardless of whether they belonged to log cabin Republicans. But the Department of Justice said such an injunction would be untenable and tantamount to usurping the judgments of other federal courts around the country. Clearly, the DOJ was not nearly as disappointed as the commander-in-chief about the Don't Ask, Don't Tell repeal being held hostage by partisan rancor. And this is all in the same week that a group of Republicans staged their own high-profile fundraiser for a lawsuit to support same-sex marriage. The fundraiser held in Manhattan and co-sponsored by former Republican National Chairman Ken Melman and his friends raised $1.2 million to help pay for conservative attorney Ted Olson and his legal team to challenge Proposition 8, a challenge that is now pending before the Ninth Circuit. The one non-military-related story this week was big news out of Florida, but again involved unpredictable politics. Florida Governor Charlie Crist, a former Republican-turned-independent candidate for U.S. Senate, announced the state would stop enforcing its ban on gays adopting children. He did so after a state appeals court ruled that the state ban was unconstitutional. After this week's news, there's no predicting who will do what. For Keene News Service, I'm Lisa Keene. You have been listening to a podcast of Keene News Service. Visit us on the web at keennewsservice.com.